0: It's Machine learning from Assist. It's a podcast where we think and dream about the future of AI, the talking internet, and how we're reshaping our culture. This chapter is an excerpt from our interviews at the 2018 Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. We went to Cannes to tap the brains and imaginations of an incredible gathering of leaders and innovators in technology, advertising, and brand communication. From our spot on the floating home of live person, we were challenged, inspired, and learned a lot. Once again, all of us at Machine Yearning and Assist owe oh, Rob Lucasio and his team at LivePerson a huge thanks. LivePerson took great care of us and are a true friend of the pod. Now, we have visual artist Mario Klingemann. Mario's been taking neural networks and turning them into his artist's toolkit. You absolutely must go check out his work at Quasimondo.com. Mario Klingemann. Enjoy
1: everyone says the word neural network but i don't believe anyone explains it well and you're you're like an expert machine learning person and so can you please explain it to me as if like i was just turning six years old in kindergarten and i was like mom i love neural networks like but she's like what is a neural network what Mm. is a neural network
2: i'm not a computer scientist okay but the way i understand it so actually let me give you a metaphor please imagine a laundry machine like the one where you put in all your jeans and uh, and socks and everything, and then you wash it and then you pull it out. <laughs> and that is your data, actually. And uh, maybe, well, I don't do the laundry that often, but usually things are kind of intertwined and twisted and something. But imagine every piece that is in there is is data and uh, the jeans is the dogs, and whatever you pull over is the cats, and the socks are, I don't know, mobile phones, and mm. you, now the machine tries to tell them apart. And what the neural network does is kind of find the best way to untwist this ball of laundry. So in the end, it lays them all out nicely in a certain plane, and then it can say just, okay, on the left is is my jeans then next to it is the pullover so but in the end it's like you untwisting the laundry by a mathematical operation and Mm. so but the data is kind of hanging together the data is the leg of your jeans which should stay together you don't want to rip it apart and uh, so yeah it's kind of a weird rotation transformation that's all that happens inside of these neural networks in a way a way to untwist or twist the data so in the end the model can just do very simple kind of cuts and say everything that's left of of this line is category a and everything that's to the right is category b and yeah so twisting and turning and (laughs) that's amazing
1: not sure if that helped. <laughs> no, uh, it helped me a ton. Okay. Uh, what is the most inspiring thing that you're excited about? I actually
2: I don't like the word inspired. That's uh, Why don't oh, no, start right there? I think that's yeah. a
1: great great answer. Why don't you like the word inspired? Uh because it's kind of being misused.
2: So I I get that a lot that people say I was inspired by something, but in the end it's just more like, oh, I saw this and I'd copied it. And inspiration in my eyes is something that you see something and then you get a different idea. For me, it's the most important is to try to find inspiration outside the domain that you are in or that where you're trying to something to solve.
1: If inspiring is copying, then you're inspired about things that you've never seen before, then how do you find things you've never seen?
2: Well, you have to give serendipity a chance. (laughs) you go to places where things are, well, where you never know what to expect. So personally, I love going to flea markets, old bookstores uh, where like thrift stores were, well, you never know what you might
1: get. So for all of us to be more creative, it's really, manufacturing randomness and serendipity with a curious look on it and making sure you're not looking at the same things every day.
2: Yes. uh, Try to burst your filter bubble. Try to like, for example, I actively try now to follow people that are doing things that I have no idea about and or are totally. like in a different culture, even like people that I disagree with. But just to not kind of get stale into constantly getting confirmation. And uh, because, yes, there's often some, like even if it's a horrible person, they might have something that even out of context, taken triggers trigger some idea in me. But if I always just get confirmation in my beliefs, then usually that, well, I need challenge.
1: What area do you love the most?
2: Uh, Well, I love creating visuals. So I'm, I'm very, I would say I'm a very visual person. So everything from images, videos.
1: Specifically about images, what about it do you think is so interesting in the machine learning world as it relates to images?
2: Well, images are kind of a complex thing, right? Because an image can, well there's the cliche saying an image can say more than a thousand words and that's true because there's a lot of information contained in an image so an image can evoke emotions in you it can you can learn something from an image it uh, an image can be interesting or not interesting which is uh, a question i try to actually it's a core of my interest
1: how do you know what is, what what is interesting as a as a question I find interesting.
2: So there is something about images that uh, cannot put a word on because it, it totally depends on what you have seen before. But it's definitely this thing like something you have not seen before or that in your understanding of the world does not make sense or does not fit together. This is, these are things that usually come to your attention because it might be dangerous. It might be something you want to eat. <laughs> so um, The problem was for a long time, this kind of complex information like how do you analyze an image and and figure out if there's something in it uh, that is interesting was not, you could not tackle using the classic techniques. But since neural networks are kind of more modeled after our visual perception system, they behave in a similar way. And suddenly you can actually turn an image into a bunch of very few numbers and then you can start mathematically comparing them.
1: If I'm an artist or someone making something is it possible for me to know what people are interested in now based on all the data and and understand if what I just made is different enough to be interesting?
2: Well, you can measure if what you do now is different enough is different mm-hmm. to what is done around you. That is possible. If it's interesting, mm, I would say, you lack the information about that. So you you would have to make some tests. So there are no universal models. That's the other thing. So usually you have to cater, train these models for the question you want to ask. That's the tricky
1: thing. It always comes down to asking the right question.
2: Yeah, and especially, for example, in neural networks, you also have kind of the the separation sometimes between content and style. So there's this, like in a chemical process, (laughs) you can kind of distill something like... uh, certain elements that make this up. What is
1: the difference between content and style?
2: Style is everything that is concerned with superficial layers like color and texture and uh, like this type of brush strokes. And content is actually the semantic meaning saying like, oh, I see a dog there, I see a house. Uh, And neural networks are able to in some way tell them apart. And then it allows you to do things with that, like style transfer.
1: Is there style in writing? Because like, oh, yeah. like commas or breaks or word structure oh. or sentence structure?
2: Choice of vocabulary, absolutely. So. Adverbs you can statistically like you take the work of an unknown author and map it like analyze it by l- length of sentences length of words uh, kind of size of vocabulary and can make a map and then you distinguish prose from uh, from poetry and uh, certain authors so you get these clusters and uh, so in some way i believe yes you could do style transfer i mean you know the technique of style transfer so you take two images and you separate them into style and content and then you exchange them and then you can have something like a portrait look like a painting by Van Gogh. I believe mm. you can do the same with text. So you could take the Bible and a detective story and then have, Make the, a new Bible. have the detective story uh, read read like it's written like the Bible and, and the opposite way. And uh, Uh. well, I haven't seen that done yet, but I believe it it will be possible or maybe somebody has done it and just missed it. Or with sound, sound the same thing. So you can say something and, uh, but you will, actually that's happening already. So then you can sound like somebody else. Because again, like your voice is kind of the words you say is the content or kind of the low frequency, the, structure, but then your high frequency and uh, harmonics, that is what makes up your voice personality and you can interchange that.
1: So when I saw Google Duplex, then basically what they innovated on with John Legend's voice or it's sounding like someone is that they've now have a machine that can copy style. Is that what
2: happened yeah yeah so there this is just happening right now so wow. you can uh, start singing like uh, aretha franklin or so maybe voice. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> or whoever you like so this is coming definitely yeah and it would be interesting for pop music i mean
1: for sure you know. thank you very much hey
2: was a pleasure absolutely hey. <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks for listening. And thanks once again to the folks at LivePerson for their support in making the Machine Yearning CAN episodes possible. Get in touch on Twitter at assist. DMs are open. We're super interested to hear who you think should appear on the podcast. Machine Yearning is made by Paul Chufo and Michael Elsesser for Limina House. Have a great day.